Hey friends, it's Ryan. Hope that you've had a great day. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Today what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you peek in on a coaching call that I had earlier in the day where I shared some productivity hacks. Hope that these are a help to you. They're pretty practical things that I think are going to help you in your everyday life and in your life work. Uh, hey, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you and I are connected on Instagram. I have been on Instagram for several years, but I'm going to be honest, it's not been until the last month that I've really jumped in and I'm posting pictures every day and productivity hacks and doing Facebook stories. And if we're not connected over on Instagram and you're on Instagram, please take a minute and find me. Uh, just look for Ryan Frank 75 Ryan Frank 75 As you can probably tell, Ryan Frank was not available back in the day, so I went with Ryan Frank 75 that awesome year that I was born. Love to connect with you on Instagram. Hey, hope you guys are doing well. Thanks again for tuning into the podcast. I've been pretty excited about the response we've had to the podcast so far. I want to do some interviews and some other fun stuff in the weeks to come, so keep checking back. For now, let's jump into today's coaching call replay. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. Now, I'm coming to you from my office today. Uh, we had a great uh, church staff Christmas party last night. We had a fun time at Mike Click's house, our youth pastor. Um, and to this morning, I started off, Beth and I, uh, are looking at some property. So we went and looked at some property and then it came to the office. I had a, a Megacon meeting on Zoom and then followed that Megacon meeting up by, or uh, with a, um, what did I do after that? A Kidman Academy class. We had a Kidman Academy class today, which went really, really well. And uh, we're doing this call today with you guys. And I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm going to talk to you today about some productivity hacks. I think this is really appropriate as we, in 2018, as we move into 2019, I want to share with you some hacks. I don't know how many of these I will get through today, uh, so I'm not going to promise you a number, but I do have some, some notes and things that I have jotted down that I want to share with you that are going to help you be more productive. There is a big difference between being busy and being productive, right? A big, big difference. You, you all know people that are busy, but are they really productive? There are days where you go home and you're, you're like, I had a really busy day, but I don't feel like I got a whole lot done. Um, it, so we've all, we've all experienced that before. And so here's what I want you to get today. There's a big difference between just being busy and really producing. Now, when you study productivity in the Bible, God actually has a lot to say about it. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Colossians 3.23. If I would walk you through the hallway of my office, I actually had it put on the wall really big, Colossians 3.23, when we moved into this building. And it says, whatever you do, the King James says, whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto man. And um, another other translations say, whatever you do, 
work at it with all your heart, right? Put your whole heart into it as unto the Lord and not unto man. You know, I, I, and so this is, should be our attitude every day going into our life work. And by the way, I think it starts when I wake up in the morning and I think it starts with making my bed and, you know, cleaning up the dishes after the kids have ate their breakfast. And I think it, I think it has to do with the way I keep my car. Uh, how clean is my car and how well am I doing organizing my tasks for the day and my priorities for the day? How am I doing in my interactions with other people? And am I, am I the hands and feet of Jesus to those around me? Am I really loving people the way God wants me to love them? I think it has to do with my attitude when I get home and the way I treat uh, Beth and my girls. And I think it just, it impacts every part of my life from my finances to my relationships, to the way I eat, to the way I take care of my body, to the way I go at my to-do list and the way that I add value to people's lives and the way that I teach on Sundays is Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, whatever. Now that's a big word. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. As un In other words, put your whole heart into it. Am I putting my whole heart into everything? Now that can be very convicting because there are things in my life and in uh, things that come at me that I don't always enjoy, but am I putting my whole heart into it? Am I putting my whole heart into it? Do everything with my whole heart as unto the Lord and not unto man, as if God himself asks me to do this. Am I doing it that way? Marsha's with us. Marsha, good to have you on Facebook Live. We're glad that you're here. Um, now, so what I want to do is I want to share with you some productivity hacks because being productive and doing everything with your whole heart as unto the Lord really, really does matter. So I'm going to give you some productivity hacks. Here's number one. Are you ready for number one? Number one is get a good night's sleep. Get a good night's sleep. Now, some of you may be struggling with this one and you know, maybe you're tossing and turning at night. Maybe you're stressed out. Uh, maybe you're, you know, it's something when it gets dark outside. I don't know about you, but something about, I, you know, I hope when I go to sleep at night, I sure hope and I pray, God, I pray I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, go to the bathroom or get a drink because I'll end up getting back in bed. It's dark out. And then I start to worry and I start to think about things and I start to think about problems. This, during the day, I don't think about as much, but something about at dark, um, you know, so, but you need, to, all of us need a good night's rest. Um, doctors say that on average, you, the average human being needs seven or eight hours of sleep a night. Now, how well are you doing getting a good night's sleep? Because you need it. Now, here's a little secret that I picked up from a book that is on one of my shelves somewhere in this room um, by Wayne Cordelio um, in his book, Leading on Empty. And he talks about, he first, his first one that introduced me to this idea of sleeping in 
on the front side of the clock. Now, some of you have heard me teach this before. I remember before we had kids, what it was like to sleep in. Do any of you remember that before you had kids? How you could sleep in on Saturday as long as you wanted to? You know, now if we, if we make it past 7 a.m., you know, we feel like on Saturday morning we've slept in. Now, thankfully, our girls are just starting to get to the age where, where, where they will let us sleep in, uh, but they have to be reminded and bribed at times and rewarded for letting us sleep in. But my point is uh, that you used to be able to sleep in. Lenny says it seemed like a long time ago, and it does. Wayne teaches a great principle, and that is to learn to sleep in on the front side of the clock. In other words, um, instead of going to bed at midnight and thinking, you know, I'm going to sleep until 9 a.m. and get nine hours of sleep, you can go to bed at 10 p.m. and get up at 7 and still get those nine hours of sleep because you went to bed early. If it's impossible for you to sleep in, try going to bed an hour early. Um, now, I know this is a challenge sometimes. Beth and I struggle with this one at home because welcome, Christine's joining us on Zoom. Glad you're here, Christine. Um, if, if you see me looking up, it's because I'm looking up here at Facebook Live where a majority of our people are today. Um, it's difficult even to go to bed early sometimes because, especially if you have kids at home, you get your kids to bed and finally you get some peace and quiet. You can catch up on some TV. You know, you can talk to your husband or your wife. But here's a hack if you really want to be productive, and that is you've got to get a good night's sleep. Get a good night's sleep. Um, and it, for some of you, it might mean going to bed a little bit earlier. It might mean, you know, taking some, what are those herbs that help you sleep? I'm forgetting what they're called, but um, I want to say it starts with an E. Maybe somebody remembers you can chat it in. Whatever those herbs or vitamins are that they say will help you sleep a little bit better. Um, you know, but a good night's sleep is important. Now, here's a second hack, a second hack, and that is, um, let me see which one I want to share next. Don't check your email or your Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or Snapchat first thing in the morning. Don't do it. Now, I know we all get tempted to do this. We're tempted to wake up. And I shouldn't say we all are. Melatonin. Penny, you got it. Melatonin. Why did I think it started with an E? Melatonin will help you. You're tempted to get up in the morning, and even before you roll out of bed, to get your phone and start looking at your email. You're tempted to jump onto Facebook or Instagram. And when you get to your office or when you're able to actually start working for the day, uh, you might be tempted to jump on your uh, computer and start doing email, start doing social. Don't do that first thing in the morning, okay? Instead, set your priorities for the day. Set your priorities for the day. Uh, take the first 15 minutes of your day and answer three questions. What are my priorities for the day? Who are the people I need to talk to today? And what are some things that I can do to move projects forward? And if you set your priorities for the day, right, um, it, instead of answering email first thing, what do you do if you start answering email? First of all, you can get a bad attitude depending on what kind of emails come in in the middle of the night, right, overnight. 
Second, you immediately begin to respond to emails. And so your day begins in a responsive mode or a reactive mode instead of a proactive mode, which is what we want. Uh, Tim, uh, well, yeah, there's Tim. Tim, we've got you on Zoom. We're glad you're here, Tim. Christine's with me on Zoom. Welcome to the coaching call. Don't check, resist the urge or the temptation to get sucked into Facebook, Instagram, email first thing in the morning. All right. You need to choose to set your priorities first thing in the day. And you'll, this is a hack. And I'm going to tell you, this has made a huge difference for me, for me. People all the time ask me, Ryan, how do you get so much stuff done? How do you get so much stuff done? And my answer always goes back to two things. Number one, I live by my priorities. And number two is I try to build a good team around me. Now, I've got a lot of volunteers that help me. Um, I have employees that help me. And they're huge. And they're a big help. And I love my volunteers. I love our team. I love my employees. But... I think what helps me more just as much as my staff and my volunteers are is the fact I set my priorities every day and I do it before I check my email. I do it before I get on my social networks. Um, I sit down and I write out what is it that I really want to accomplish today? Who are people I really need to talk to today? What are some things I can do to really move some projects forward? Okay, there's a hack for you. Let me go to a third one. Here's a third hack. Um, disconnect from the internet. Disconnect from the internet. Um, you know, spending time on your device, spending time on your computer can be a big time waster. It can. It can be a huge time waster. In fact, Research says that, according to this research, research tells us that half of the time that we spend on the internet, online, is wasted. Half the time that we spend on the internet, online, is wasted time. Now, I understand that online can be a great resource. Online can be a great tool, and it is. It can be a great time saver but it can also be a great time waster. And if you aren't careful, you can spend a lot of time um, just wasting around, searching, looking, liking, commenting, and you're just not as productive at the end of the day. Now, let me tell you something that I've started doing. I've been doing this for several months now. I only check my email twice a day. And for some of you, this is what you need to do. Because I used to, in fact, there was a one-week period of time where I kept track. This goes back about six or nine months ago. I actually kept track of how many times a day I checked my email between my phone and between looking on my computer. And I checked my email on average like 60 times a day. And some of those times would be I'm just walking down the hallway, right? I'm jumping in the car. Before I take off, I'm going to see if any new emails come in. I would look in the morning. I would look at night. Whenever I sat down at my desk, right? And I, 
it was like 61 times a day on average that week I checked my email. And I realized I am wasting way too much time. Because here's what I would do. I would see an email come in. I would respond to the email. Well, then guess what would happen 10 minutes later? I would get a reply to the email. And then I would, I would reply. And it became this vicious cycle. And I felt like I was a slave to my email. Now, if you are in customer service or you get paid to check your email, then you need to be checking your email all the time. Otherwise, cut back. And I would not recommend you go super extreme and immediately go from checking your email 61 times to checking it two times a day. And I gradually uh, weaned off of checking it 61 times a day where I, my first step was I'm only going to check my email at the top of every hour. And then I backed it down a month later to I'm only going to check my email at the top of every two hours. And now I've got it where I check my email twice a day. I'll normally check my email at about 11 o'clock or 12 in the morning, not 12 in the morning, 11 a.m. or noon. I'll check it in that window, depending on my day. And then I check my email in the evening. And that's it. And I block about two 30-minute windows. And I just punch through my email and I get it done. And you know what? I have freed up all kinds of hours. Well, Ryan, what if it's really, really urgent? If it's really, really urgent, somebody will call me or they'll get a hold of me some way. But if you are living in your email, if you are living on Facebook, for some of you, email is not the problem. It's Instagram or it's Facebook or Pinterest, or whatever social network, Snapchat, whatever social network sucks you in, um, you need to stop. And you need to be like, I'm only going to check it a couple times a day. And that's it. And maybe for some of you, you need to literally set a timer. Like, you know what? Once I get so much done, I will reward myself by giving myself 15 minutes or 20 minutes to spend doing this online and literally set a timer. Uh, let me give you a couple more hacks, a couple more hacks. And by the way, if you have a question for me, uh, you can type the question in either on Zoom. Uh, we've got several of you on Zoom or on Facebook. Just type the question in and I'll try to get to some questions. If you have some today, it can be about anything. It can be about uh, Tracy saying, I set a time for almost every task I do. And that's great, Tracy. Do it. Um, if that's what helps you. You've got to, here's the key. The key is not, people ask me, Ryan, what app do you use to keep track of your to-do list? You know, Ryan, do you use Basecamp? Ryan, do you do do reminders? Ryan, do you use Post-it notes? Ryan, what's your daily sheet look like? Ryan, how do you organize? And I can share with you the tools I use, but at the end of the day, we're each wired differently, and there's no one perfect set of tools. What you have to do is you've got to determine which tools work best for you, And what systems can you put in place that are going to really help you be productive and not just busy? Okay. I know for me, I don't, I don't do post-it notes because I get overwhelmed with post-it notes everywhere. Now I know some people that are very productive and they do post-it notes. And if that's for you, that's great. I know some people that only, you know, do keep their to-do list electronically. Some people that only handwrite their, their, their to-do list. Some people that update their entire to-do list every day, every week. There's no right or wrong way. The key is to constantly get better and to evaluate, am I getting as much done 
as I want to get done and I need to get done? If not, what can I do to improve? Okay. Now, we have several of you that are new on uh, my Kidman mentorship. And what I do like to use here is, is um, I use my productivity playbook. And I actually talk about this today on those of you that are with me on Instagram. I go to Instagram and look for Ryan Frank 75, um, which now you know how old I am if you do the math. Ryan Frank was not available, so I went for Ryan Frank 75. Um, I use a productivity playbook. And this productivity playbook uh, tells me what my priorities are for the day. It tells me what my people, the people I need to talk to today are. And it tells me projects that I can do today to move things forward. I start with a new one of these um, every week. Or not every week, every day. This first thing I do every day. Now, you can create one of these in Word or in Pages or create your own system. The key is to uh, just, you want to find, again, you want to find, you want to evaluate, and you want to stay as productive as you can, determine what tools. Lindy says, okay, let me see what Lindy is saying here. Um, this is kind of hard because I'm doing this on my phone. Okay, Lindy, let me, uh, it's not letting me read it all, Lindy. Hang on just a minute. Okay, it's one, it's not. Hmm. Okay, Lindy, this could be a problem. When I push see more, okay, I'm getting the first couple lines. I know you and Dr. Chan talked about this, but can you do a quick recap on what to do with that one? Okay, Lindy, I'm trying to, okay, those of you on Zoom, hang with me for a minute. I'm going to see if I can get Lindy's comment to pull up. Let me Yeah, when I'm pushing, see more. Hmm. Okay, well, I got to figure out how to get this fixed moving forward. I'm going to mess with my phone. Sorry, you guys on Facebook. You might. Nope, I can't. Okay, move my phone while recording. Okay, got it. Lindy, I'm not seeing the end of your question, which is frustrating because it's telling me I can push the button to see more. Okay, I'm going to like it. Okay, now when I liked it, it's letting me see it. Okay, now I got it. So I have to like the comment first. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Okay, Lindy, I know you and Dr. Chan talked about this, but can you do a quick recap on what you do with that one person who sucks the time from your day? Um, I didn't have it let you on your phone. Okay, very good. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about that for a minute. What do you do with the one person that sucks time from you every day? And we probably all have someone like that, or we have had someone like that. Here's what I do. Okay, if there is one person, and I've had this situation, I don't have it right now, but I have had this situation in the past, where there's one or two people that are draining my time. What I do is I schedule regular meetings with those people and I tell them, you know what, we, if, unless it's real important, I want to meet with you every week and bring with me 
a list of what we bring with you a list of what we need to talk about and even email me that list the day before so that I can be prepared. So as you think of things through the week that we need to talk about, add it to your list. And I want to give you an hour or two hours of solid time, you and me, where we can punch through this stuff and make them feel special. And that should help divert the daily interruptions that those people bring. That normally works for me, okay? Um, and then, I don't know, there are probably other little practical things you can do. Um, I don't like to shut my door. I like to keep my door open as much as I can. But honestly, there are times where if somebody comes in the building, I shut my door because I know that it will be a time drain. And so sometimes I shut my door. Um, but for me, in looking back on my ministry, the three or four times where there have been people that have really sucked my time, um, what has solved that is setting up regular meetings once a week or every other week and asking them to um, save their stuff for that meeting. And that's helped me, Lindy. Okay. If anybody else had any advice for Lindy, feel free to comment and bring those in. That would be great. Um, all right. Let me give you another hack and maybe we'll close with this one. Here's another hack to help you today. And I talked about this on Instagram on my Instagram story today and did a little Facebook live a little bit ago on I love Kidman, and it is a hack. And this actually talking about this on Instagram uh, is what made me think I want to actually go this direction with our coaching call today, because I've been thinking a lot about this this week. And that is ready for the hack. Eat the frog first, eat the frog first. Have you heard me teach this before? This idea of eat the frog first, I know, I think there are books written on this. This comes from a Mark Twain quote where Mark Twain said something like, if you eat a frog first thing in the morning, nothing worse will happen to you the rest of the day. Who wants to eat a frog? But if you eat a frog first thing, what can happen worse than that all day, right? And so by eating the frog first, here's what I mean. And that is, if you want to be productive, do the difficult tasks first or do the tough tasks first. Um, when I write, when I, when I make my daily um, productivity sheet, I try to start by putting the things on there that I really don't want to do, but I know I need to do or the things that are going to be the most challenging for me. And when I get that done, guess what? Everything else is a lot easier. If I start with the easy stuff, I procrastinate and I put off the important things. And then by the end of the day, I'm not in the mood to do it. So I push it off until tomorrow. And then I push it off until the next day. And then I push it off until the next day. So until you do the difficult things, don't reward yourself by doing the fun things or the things that you look forward to the most. That's the hack eating the frog first. Now, this is a key because, and this ties back into this whole idea of being productive. When I am productive, when I'm getting a good night's rest, when I am not checking my email or social first thing in the morning, when I'm disconnecting from the internet, when I am planning my day on a productivity sheet or on a 
uh, in a notebook or on a sticky note when I'm planning my day. When I eat the frog first, when I do the most challenging jobs first every day, what that does is that makes me more productive, which makes me and gives me more satisfaction in what I am doing. You guys get this. Um, it is not easy um, to, or it's difficult to, you know, you get to the end of the day, you're like, man, I was busy, but I don't feel like I get anything done. Or you get to the end of a week and you're like, man, I was really busy. I didn't get done those important things. And you get to the end of the year and you're like, wow, it was a good year, but man, I am no farther down the road than I was last year. I didn't get that stuff done. I didn't get those goals. Those dreams are still just dreams, right? Um, and the problem is that there are frogs that you haven't eaten. Sometimes those frogs are misplaced priorities. Sometimes those frogs are uh, not being organized. Sometimes those frogs are fear or it can be a fear of failure. It can be a, uh, it, it can root an insecurity, a fear of, am I going to fail at this? Your frog can be, what will other people think of me? Your frog can be, for a lot of people, you know what their frog is? Perfectionism. And until they eat that frog of perfectionism and they get it behind them, they'll never go to the next level. So this is one of my goals going into 2019 is I want to help people eat the frog first. In fact, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll hear me talking a lot about this. I'll probably talk about it a lot, a lot in these coaching groups calls. I'll probably talk a lot about it in the I Love Kidman Facebook group. And that is, it's time to start eating some frogs. You need to eat some frogs first thing in the morning. You need to eat some frogs at the end of every year and going into a new year. You need to eat some frogs every day, every week, every year. Those challenging tasks, do them and get them behind you. Those fears, those insecurities, those things that you worry about, get them behind you and move on. Otherwise, you're going to be frustrated. Otherwise, you're going to beat yourself up. Otherwise, you're going to wonder, what's the problem with me? When there's really not a problem with you, it's just a matter of choosing to do some things different, right? Which could be um, a decision. I know it's a decision we all need to make on a regular basis. For some of you, though, it's a big one. And it's time to just start eating some of those frogs and getting them done. Um, Wendell, how do you keep your relationship with your family and people as your main goal? Well, you know what? You just have to choose it, Wendell. Um, there is always the struggle between work and family. I mean, it really goes back to, and that balancing work and family goes back to the garden of Eden. I mean, you go to look at the garden of Eden, Eden, and it's like, God puts a wedding ring on Adam's finger and then he puts a shovel in his hand and he's like, you know what? I take care of your wife and take care of the garden. And it's been a struggle ever since. The key is that you have to choose. Here's the a, here's a thing, Wendell. And for all of you, you, we choose every day what our priorities are. People say, I'm too busy for my family, or I'm too busy for this, or I'm too busy for this. 
everybody does exactly what they want to do. You do what you want to do, and I do what I want to do. You live by your priorities, and I live by my priorities. Now, my priorities don't need to be your priorities unless, right, they are, and I don't have a Bible within an arm's reach, unless they are mandates of the Scripture, right, and truths that we hold dear and uh, disciplines from God's Word. Then I can tell you, you know, like just like this priority to me, it should be to you and you and me. Uh, but when I talk about areas of my, when it comes to my life and my family and how I spend my time and my hobbies and what I do on Saturdays and where I go on the weekends, you know, you have to choose and I have to choose to live by my priorities. And so Wendell, listen, you don't, here's the deal. Um, Andy Stanley, it's a great book for you to read Wendell if you've never read it, all of you. It's called Choosing to Cheat by Andy Stanley. Choosing to cheat. And the whole premise of the book is that you can never accomplish everything you want to accomplish in your life. You'll never exercise as much as you want to exercise. You'll never acquire as much uh, money as you want to acquire. You'll never do everything at work or in your ministry that you want to do. You'll never make, you'll never get everything done at home that you want to get done. And so you've got, we've got all these areas of life and things are always going to cheat each other. And so Andy's point is if you're going, if something is going to get cheated, right? Cheat your work. Don't cheat your family. And he says, even choose to cheat. So, I'm going to choose in advance. If anything's going to get cheated, it's not going to be my family. And hey, Wendell and everybody, if you don't choose to prioritize your marriage, if you don't choose to prioritize your kids, <coughs> no one else will. You have to make that choice. So, uh, Wendell, it's a daily challenge, and I get it. Um, but just acknowledging the challenges there is half the battle. So way to go, Wendell. Um, but every day, you know, I, let me give you a little, another little hack when it comes to your family and with your kids. And this is something that I actually have written on my uh, little shelf above my sink in our, rest, in our bathroom at home, on, above my vanity. I've got a little card, and it says, when you're there, be there. And I heard a pastor say that once that when you're there, be there. His point was when you're with your kids, be with your kids. It's not enough just to be at home. If I'm living on my computer the whole time or my phone, right? And yeah, I'm home, but am I home? I'm there, but am I there? And so when you're there, be there. Now, I understand there are times where you got, you have to take phone calls. You need to do something on your computer. Uh, but for the most part, you know what? Unplug and, um, you know, set your phone down. And if you got to work at night, wait for your kids to go to sleep, right? When you are there, be there. I know it's not always easy. Um, some people work from home and some of that uh, gets pushed to when your kids are at home. Some of you have two jobs and you're bivocational and it's not easy by any means, but it's something that we can all work for. 
This episode of the Ryan Frank Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time. Thank you.